Welcome back, everyone. It is the weekend edition of Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Joining us today, friend of the show, fellow Bitcoiner, fellow pleb, host of the Children of the Corn Bitcoin Plebcast. That's right. Talking about Frito 2X. Frito, thank you for joining us, my dude. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of you guys, and I uh, really respect that you guys are keeping it strong in the bear market. Thank you very much. And obviously, we're huge fans of you too, man. All right, let's dive into the numbers. Let's do it, Nico. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle One. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Dojo, Whirlpool, all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node like the Noddle, you're using someone else's. So get yourself a Bitcoin node today. Noddle.eu. At the time of this recording, the block height is 742,166. The Bitcoin price, 21,115. Chain rewrite day, 779. Total public lightning capacity, 3,913.58. Moscow time, 4736 blocks to the happening 97,834 and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend it is not a mixing service and the unspent capacity for that pool is 4759.14 and the reason why I had that weird pause before the public lightning capacity was because I was about to say Moscow time for that and then I realized it made no sense. <laughs> so, Nico, Friday, the numbers. <laughs> Friday, we're just like making it over the finish line. I can feel my brain being like, no, no, no. Um, so a uh, couple of some bullish signal today. Uh, it looks like people are stacking the dip, the likes of which we have never seen before. I'll get to that in a second. First, I want to pull up a tweet by a very good Bitcoin account. The legendary documenting Bitcoin. This is the power of dollar cost averaging. This is what we advocate for on this show. We do not advocate for uh, trading. We think trading is a very, very bad thing. So, um, or very, it's not that it's bad. It's that you're taking on risk, right? Dollar cost averaging, it's more a sure thing. So if you want to trade with a little bit of your Bitcoin, that's up to you. We don't recommend it, but, you know, to each their own, what Phil always says. I love that line. Um, so, uh, anyways, let's check it out. Uh, if you started dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin once a week at the top of the last market peak in December 15th, your savings would now have doubled. Buying $25 a week, Bitcoin owned 0.58, USD spent 5925 today's value 12000 337 and that's stacking that's starting from the market peak in december december 15 2017 so that is the power of dollar cost averaging and it's not it's not a crazy amount of money it's only 25 dollars a week i mean money's relative right depending on where you are and you know the 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 situation in your country but still i think it's uh you know it's 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 achievable um especially if you put your mind to it here is uh, our, our favorite glass node hopium um, website. It's I want to say something before I get into the data. All the chain, the block analysis people, some of them are my friends, so I'm not going to name any ma- names. But, dude, 
was everybody catastrophically wrong about the 2020 2021 bull market wow did people get that wrong um with all you know the chain analysis all of that stuff it didn't work out did it um and the ta guys the majority i would say 95 percent got them wrong everyone had a bad call and this is why we stay and the reason that we got the majority of things right that we i would i would say we got like 95 percent of things right phil that we said is because we stood we, we we stayed away from the speculation right because the reality is no one knows where the price of bitcoin is going to go tomorrow everyone has a gut feeling right uh but no one knows exactly so we like to focus on the signal stuff that you could you know verify yourself we we always put the the links down below anyways let's get to the hopium uh i mean it's not really hopium like this is just data phil you want to say something you're 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 making canadian facial expressions i want to say something faces <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to point out though, just for transparency, we did want that hopium to be true. Yes, of course, absolutely. Obviously, right? Like it's like it's like we're not like you know we're we're not just like bears hiding in no, like in, no. bulls, in bulls clothing, right? Like, I, we did want that hopium to be I true. Wanted, Deep inside, <laughs> I wanted two hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of twenty twenty one. That's it. But, that's all. Just, but we never told you that because we didn't know if you were right or not, right? And I think that's what's important. But now you know. Um, anyways. Uh, here, check this out. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Bitcoin number of addresses with 0 0.01 continues to go parabolic. People are stacking the effing dip. For the, our audio listeners, this is an orange line. It's just going parabolic, and the orange line represents the amount of addresses with 0 0.01 Bitcoin or more. Addresses with 0.1 Bitcoin or more. Phil, look at that. <laughs> it's like the M2 money supply, but with stackers. And what just happened though? Number at number what just happened? Bitcoin yeah, like fell. Bitcoin happened? fell to 20k, baby. <laughs> That's what happened. Addresses with one Bitcoin or more also going parabolic. People are stacking the effing dip. New whole coiners are being minted every single day. This is bullish. The central bankers are defeated. They don't even know it yet. Phil, what are your thoughts? Oh man, that's the way you finish that. I need to stack now. But look, um, that that is definitely bullish. I also heard something else. Um, I believe it was that the addresses with ten BTC or more has become has started to flatline, which is very interesting because at that point they're not selling it, they're not necessarily accumulating more. But instead, what we're seeing is the smaller addresses picking up. So apparently there's some consensus that at least 10 BTC may be enough. But I can tell you this, even if I had 10 BTC, I would still be stacking because it's not enough because God forbid you end up having to spend it. You now have less than 10. <laughs> Anyways, it's, look, it's like collecting things, right? It's, it's like collecting things for me and keeping things in mint. I, I just I want to keep it forever. I don't want to get rid of it. So you know what? I think that we're definitely seeing something that is kind of unexpected in terms of what the corporate owned media is shilling. Right. Because the corporate owned media is trying to create the narrative that Bitcoin dead and oh, my gosh, people are losing their shirts and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, what you are showing by showing that glass note information is that the base layer of hodlers is rising. And that is the real signal. That's the signal. Feels wrong, though. Bitcoin is dead. Anyways, Frito. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on uh, some grade A hopium from uh, from uh, the Glassnode people? Hopefully those smaller wallets growing in number is a sign of real organic adoption. Honestly, for me, it's a little surprising to see that. I mean, it feels I like mean, morale it sh- is down. It, sh- it should be, though. It, 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 you, know, you know why I believe that, Frito? Because think about it, right? Unless you're like, you're not withdraw. Like, let's say you stack, right? You're going to try to save on fees, right? So you're going to try to say you're going to try to stack, you know, a good chunk at a time. Um, it wouldn't make sense to see, you know, millions of millions of point zero one addresses. Um, so I would like to believe those are, those are new users stacking the corn. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's places like El Salvador where, where people are starting to learn about it and adopting en masse. Um, do you think it's possible that the large entities could store in small chunks like that? Yeah. Uh, so I know a little bit about this because, um, I mine, um, it is, but it's not ideal because think about it, Frito, like, uh, you would have to be paying the fees for all those UTXOs. Right. That would be terrible. <laughs> you'd have to have a storage solution. For and all not, of that and not to mention, a lot of people don't know this, right? But the cold card and the hardware wallets like Ledger or Trezor, they have a limit to how much UTXO, UTXOs they could sign at a time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it's not ideal to have you know, all these. You should combine your UTXOs every once in a while. Housekeep. Phil mm-hmm. is making the I want to speak Canadian face. What's up, Phil? Yeah, no, I just wanted to add to exactly what you're I, saying. I know so, you wanted to add. Right? I can tell. The UTXO, the, the UTXO maintenance. It's very important when the fees are low to go and, you know, that's a good time to get rid of all those small amounts, transfer them over into, you know, into one and into another transaction that can go to another address. And now that becomes one UTXO instead. And it makes it cheaper for you to spend from that, because the other piece to this that people don't know is that when you spend from multiple UTXOs, you pay higher fees. So the more UTXOs you have to use in order to spend, right, the more fees you're going to pay. So UTXO consolidation, very good. Consolidation, very good. Frito. That makes sense. Yeah, um, maybe the number of UTXOs is going to be the new hash rate and price will follow it. Woo! <laughs> wah, that's, that's a new theory of the case. Let's see. We'll keep up with it. But anyways, Phil, it's time for... The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous... 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy comes in any custom color your heart desires. This just happens to be in the custom Peter Schiff colors. That's right. It comes in gold. What about simply Bitcoin colors? He makes that too. What about 3D printed Bitcoin node cases? This one I made for my girlfriend. He makes that. He has open source node cases. And if you're in Europe, the European store is now open. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody. So if you've been subscribed to this channel, you know what we're going to cover. about. You don't know, but... We've covered this before. If you're new to this channel, let me catch you up. Uh, there is going to be two attacks on Bitcoin in the near future. The one that everyone's making noise about, it is the environmental, you know, the environmental attack on Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin's energy use. We've covered that tremendously this week. I don't think that attack is going to be so successful because the profit incentive 
is very great. Um, however, the more insidious attack, and the one that I suspect is going to be more successful because it's a sneaky attack, it's attack that if you don't know enough about Bitcoin, you're going to say, eh, I could still own it. Um, and that attack is the attack on self-custody, right? Self-custody is, is taking your Bitcoin into possession, but only Bitcoiners really know the power of self-custody. Self-custody gives you the power to not only vote with your wallet, but also your feet, right? If you live in a totalitarian country, you, you definitely don't want to have your Bitcoin on an exchange because Bitcoin on an exchange is really at the mercy of your government in your country, right? At any given time, your government could pass an executive order or just, the, you know, a certain bureaucrat could say, listen, Bitcoins, uh, you're not allowed to take self-custody. You can't withdraw your Bitcoin off the exchange. And at that point, your Bitcoin is pretty much useless, which is why we advocate so strongly for uh, on the show, take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Do it while you can. Now, what developed this week was something that we've been calling on for a very long time now. Um, I I can't say it as beautifully as this line from a must-read book if you are a Bitcoiner. And the name of the book is called The Sovereign Individual. And this these lines are going to explain what the logic is behind these movements by governments, right? So I'm going to read the lines because they say it perfectly. Uh, it's from the Sovereign Individual Wikipedia page. Let's check it out. The first line says, New technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies that have issued and regulated money in the modern period. Their importance for controlling the world's wealth will be transcended by mathematical algorithms that have no physical existence. In the new millennium, cyber money controlled by private markets will supersede fiat money issued by governments. Only the poor will be victims of inflation. Mind you, this book was written in 1997, before Bitcoin was even a thing. So the second passage I want to read to you guys, lacking their accustomed scope to tax and inflate governments and even traditionally civil countries will turn nasty as income tax becomes uncollectible, older and more arbitrary methods of extraction will resurface. The ultimate form of withholding tax, the de facto or even overt hostage taking will be introduced by governments desperate to prevent wealth from escaping beyond their reach. Unluckily, individuals will find themselves singled out and held to ransom in an almost medieval fashion. Businesses that offer service Services that facilitate the realization of autonomy by individuals will be subject to inflation, infiltration, sabotage, and disruption. Arbitrary forfeiture of property, already commonplace in the United States, would, where it occurs 5,000 times every, a week, will become even more pervasive. Governments will violate human rights, censor the free flow of information, sabotage useful technologies, and worse. Amazing passage by the sovereign individual. Remember what happened earlier on this year by the proposed $600 uh, surveillance by the IRS, right? Every $600 would be reported to the IRS. And remember what the Fourth Amendment is. No unreasonable search and seizure. And now you understand how this passage is starting to make sense, right? And the reason for that is, is simple. These giant bureaucrats, these giant bureaucracies, these giant nations 
have operated on the, the, under the assumption that they would be the only monopoly on the creation of money. Right? It's a lot easier to hold your, your, your populations hostage when they're forced by legal tender laws to use the government money. But now when citizens have a choice, a decentralized choice that can't be shut down, it starts to explain a lot of the hostility by the likes of Elizabeth Warren. Now, not, not that much development in the United States, and I'm very actually very bullish on the United States because of how the, the United States is structured, right? Each individual state has sovereignty over the federal government, and what I suspect is going to happen is something very similar to the marijuana industry. The marijuana is illegal on a federal level in the United States of America, but on a state level, it's legal in states like California and Colorado. So even though it's illegal on a federal level, this Colorado and California have huge cannabis businesses, right? I suspect that Bitcoin might play out a similar way. And we already seen this happen, guys. We see this happen in New York State or in Washington State where the bureaucrats over there are attacking Bitcoin for what? The first reason that I told you they're going to attack Bitcoin for environmental reasons, right? But you have states like Florida and Texas that are very welcoming to Bitcoin, specifically Texas. Wow, Texas is going to be the Bitcoin Alamo state because a lot of their economy comes from Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin mining is providing stability to the grid over there, which explains why senators like Ted Cruz are huge proponents of Bitcoin. So moving on. This is very scary. Um, and again, if you've been listening to Simply Bitcoin, this should not come as a surprise to you. This was an email by Coinbase says, starting on June 27th, Coinbase will introduce some changes required by local regulations. Specifically, when you send crypto outside of Coinbase, we are required to ask you for the name and physical address of the recipient and the purpose of the transfer. In certain cases, we may require you to link a Coinbase wallet to your main account in order to send crypto assets off the platform. This allows us to verify that you control the Coinbase wallet that is receiving the crypto assets, which is required under Dutch regulation. I'm calling it right now. This is going to happen everywhere. Why? Remember the passage that I just read in the beginning about from the sovereign individual. That's why. Bitcoin makes it very difficult for governments to control their citizens. They, if millions of people were holding their own private keys, what are you going to do? It's a lot easier to compromise a handful of banks, which is what they've done, which is why... They're so against self-custody because they would do the same to exchanges, compromise those exchanges for those exchanges to work at the behest of the government. But if people are taking responsibility over their money, ooh, that's a big problem. And as governments come to the realization, because right now they're in the bargaining phase, oh, we'll require the name and the physical address and the purpose of the transfer, right? Trying to implement the old system on top of the new system. But here's the thing. Once you're in the Bitcoin ecosystem, those rules do not apply, my friend. And you're incentivized to stay in the Bitcoin ecosystem, not only by because fiat money is dog shit, but because you're not going to have all that surveillance on top of it. So they haven't come to this realization yet, but they are. And they are getting to it very fast. This fabulous article by the legendary Marty Vett, a new FATFA report drops at the end of the month. 
Yeah, he he used our used our wording. Things are about to get spicy. Ha! Huh? Marty, are you listening to Simply Bitcoin? That's just some Simply Bitcoin wording. And maybe it's a coincidence. Anyways, um, our favorite unelected supernatural organization is back with the is back with a warning shot. Four days ago, the Financial Action Ta- Action Task Force, which we have covered uh, covered tremendously on this show, we actually had a KYC expert named Dr. Ron Paul, not the politician, and he explained how crazy these people are. Mind you, this is what Marty says: an unelected bureaucrats are getting to decide how you, the pleb, the peasant, the deplorable, can and how and the methods of how you should use money. Who are these faceless bureaucrats? Anyways, release meeting notes from the most recent congregation of faceless demons who think they have the power to decide how billions of humans can conduct commerce among each other, amongst each other in the digital age. As you can see from the snippet above, it seems as though FATFA will be releasing a fresh report to update the world about the state of compliance with their arbitrary rules, making a point to highlight those who are not moving at an acceptable pace to implement draconian surveillance requirements on any business that Bitcoin touches. Even worse, which we've covered this, by the way, the concept of unhosted wallets. Unhosted wallet is not in the white paper. That is a term the government has made up to make you think that it's important no 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 take self-custody of your bitcoin before the hammer falls is still top of the mind is still top of mind the report will provide a brief update on emerging risks and market developments that the fatfa continues to monitor said another way they're going to besmirch the concept of individuals creating and controlling their own private keys the unelected overlords really don't like the idea of the common man controlling his money without the nanny state being able to see everything he is doing why are they doing this Remember the passage that I read from you from the sovereign individual. That's why they're doing this. Now, you would think, wait, it hasn't got that bad. Nico, you're exaggerating. Well, there's a reason that I wanted to cover this today, guys. It has, and it's already here. Spanish Treasury introduces new Bitcoin and shitcoin tax model featuring balance reports. How long until the government is going to make you to report your pub file? How long until KYC-approved wallets only on the App Store? How long? Hmm. Anyways, Spanish Treasury proposes new crypto rules. Spain is sharpening its tax taxing apparatus. Remember what I read you? It's about the taxes. It's about milking its citizens when it comes to pay for war, of course. When it comes to cryptocurrency holders, the Spanish Treasury has proposed a new set of rules that will apply to cryptocurrency holders and operators, imposing obligations that some might some consider excessive. No shit. The new rules presented by the Ministry of Treasury, which are still being reviewed and will have to be approved specifically specify sorry about that guys specify that cryptocurrency holders might have to disclose their cryptocurrency holdings and their value in euro this is different from what was proposed before why did it change because like i said they're coming to terms with the fact that they don't have the control they once had um what was proposed before where holders only had to declare their, the earnings of their trading operations have no duty of presenting their crypto holdings. These rules will further apply to custody providers and cryptocurrency exchanges that would also have to provide this data to Spanish tax authorities. Cryptocurrency transactions must also be reporting, reported, including the origin, destination, 
and with the type of cryptocurrency and its associated value. What does that sound like to you? That sounds like exactly the regulations that Coinbase is implementing. Hmm, and where are all these coming from? The FATFA and their infamous travel rule. Anyways, um, however, the document establishes a minimal amount at which taxpayers would be required to give this data. If the cryptocurrency holdings of the citizen are under the value of 50,000 euros, there will be no duty of presenting this information to the tax authorities. Now, here's the thing. That's how they get their foot in the freaking door. Remember, the Bank Secrecy Act, which was implemented in the United States, which required an American citizen and banks to report any transaction over $10,000, specifically as if it relates to cash, when that was implemented, in the 1970s, $10,000 is the equivalent to 70, 80 grand today, right? That's how they get their foot in the door. But because of inflation, that amount, that $50,000 amount doesn't move. So in 10, 15 years, that $50,000 amount, maybe it's worth 10 grand. But the, the number stays the same. That's, that's how they get their foot in the door. And that's how they make sure that there isn't a riot. That's the sneaky way in. But... If we study history, if we study the past, right, we know that that arbitrary number doesn't change. It stays at that freaking, you know, in the case of the United States, is that 10 grand, which was the equivalent of 70 grand back in the 1970s. 70 grand? Oh, no, that's not a big deal. But the number didn't change. And fast forward, and now the Treasury Department wants you to report $600. That's how it starts. Anyways, the last part I want to read. The Bank of Spain has also been active in registering virtual asset service providers. Mind you, that language comes directly, you know, from who? The Financial Action Task Force. So clearly there is a collaborated effort. It's a top-down approach by these unelected bureaucrats that think they know what's best for you in an effort. It's not about stopping crime. We have the receipts. We had Dr. Ron Paul. We know that the KYC AML system stops 0.01% of crime. It, it's actually more expensive to enforce than they collect in proceeds. So what is the utility of this system? The utility of the system is to maintain your populace controlled. And that is the whole point of it. Remember the passage that I read from you in the very beginning from the sovereign individual. This is about controlling people and because they're losing their monopoly on the creation of money and their monopoly on the monetary system, like the sovereign individual said, they're going to become more totalitarian in their approach and this is exactly what you're seeing in Spain. This is a very, very slippery slope. I don't think that the government should have a right to see every single one of your transactions because that's when seeing your privacy and money could lead to totalitarian control. Oh, you donated to the wrong politician? We see this in Canada already, by the way. This isn't just me talking shit. Oh, shut off his bank account. What about in China? Oh, you're protesting? You get a red QR code and your social credit score goes down. Oh man. I've been saying for a long time, and then I'll shut up because I went on a little bit of an eco rant. We're going to have to pick between a central bank digital currency future and a Bitcoin future, one of freedom, one of slavery, and the slave masters are just not going to go gently into that good night. And that's exactly what you're seeing here. Phil, what are your thoughts, my friend? Wow. 
I, uh, that was, man, that was great job covering that. Look, um, the FATVA is just a very frightening organization to say the least. Um, I, again, you know, I've, I've said this in the past, why do we all allow and, um, agree to listen to all of these organizations? Like, like, why do we do this? Like, is I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the most ridiculous crap in the world. So I just really feel like we're surrounded by a bunch of really high level LARPs, right? That are all the way up near the money spigot. And these people all just sit there and join into this giant circle jerk, which ruins everyone's life, except for a very small group of people. And I know I said that very crudely, but I, I just can't find another way to explain it because it's it's pathetic and it's a joke. And you know what? Interestingly enough, their fear, okay, the fact that they're so afraid, um, I'm talking about the, the governments, the, you know, institutions like the IMF, um, you know, Davos, all of these people who pretend that they're not afraid and who pretend that they control the world, they're actually going to help. They're going to help us push privacy technology, because I think everything that you just outlined was a great case, right? Like, I don't sit there. I, I'm not pretending to be a, a privacy, you know, like a, a privacy, a major privacy advocate or something like that. I'm still learning about all that stuff. I'm sure that there's way better privacy that I could be practicing. And, you know, one day I hopefully will. But in the meantime, Right. In the meantime, I think that this is a great entry point uh, for a lot of the privacy advocates to help to start to make their point that, hey, this is really serious. We do need privacy tools on Bitcoin, number one. And number two, I think that what the government or specifically what Coinbase is doing is a bit of a LARP because let's be honest, fine. So you transfer that money off of an exchange. Okay, you transfer that Bitcoin off of an exchange and you send it to a wallet. Why can't you then send it to another wallet and then another wallet and then possibly to a, you know, to a join market, Bingo. right? Or to or to Whirlpool or something like that. So you, you, yeah. you, you heard what you said, Phil. That's the conflict. And that's why I think that ine the inevitable thing, how this is going to end is that they're just going to ban self-custody outright because they're going to exactly. realize, oh, send me the address and the name of the purpose that you're sending the Bitcoin. It's like, I'm just sending it to myself. Right? Ah. And and why? Why are you sending it? It's like it, all it does, okay, It's it, it creates this subversive idea that if you're doing this, to your point, you're doing something wrong. Well, why, why are you doing that? Why do you need to send it off of this trusted third-party exchange? Kind of like the same way is that, that, that we've demonized a, a person that decides to store their cash at home or something like that. Like, that's messed up. That's weird. Storing your money, quote unquote, under the mattress. That's weird behavior. Don't you trust the banks? It's I'm telling you, it's it's a lot of mind fuckery. Um, the last piece I wanted to say before we go to before we go to Frito was the point um, from the sovereign individual about sabotaging useful technologies. That is exactly what all of these narratives are. The ESG narrative, the, the anti um, uh, self custody narrative, the narrative that, um, you know, that uh, there's criminals using Bitcoin. All of these narratives are all part of this this thing to help sabotage the most useful technology that we've had since the Internet.
They don't so, give a shit, Phil. No, they of don't, course they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit, dude. For, for, look, and I've tweeted this out many times, and this is being a Bitcoin has made me realize this. Governments would rather their citizens stay fucking poor. Of course. Than give up power. Of course. Their whole, their whole, their whole point is is the power. I, look, I, I mean, we've we've said this before, but you know, uh, for those of us that have actually worked in the government or have worked around the government, um, it's not a joke that they have to spend their entire budget or they just get less money. So they will literally buy useless shit and throw it in the garbage just to maintain a budget. Think about the work that you did to pay those taxes. The time you and I, us, we will never get back. And it's they do things like this. These people and these are also individuals, right, that are also working for their money. It's psychotic, hypocritical nonsense. Anyways, Frito, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? You guys are making too much sense. I mean, oh, I mean, no. just, obviously, Bad. anybody that's paying attention knows that this is all about control. And Bitcoin's like a really great and probably the only really important tool that we have for freedom. And they'd love to destroy it. And so if you keep people from holding your own keys or if you destroy privacy or you destroy energy consumption, freedom, then you destroy Bitcoin. And they'd love that. Um, I hope like in places like New York that Bitcoiners like stop arguing with them and either just do it or move out. But, you know, let the free market dictate that. But we we're normalizing. Uh, uh, control we're normal normalizing debating our freedom and i think we have to get away from that um there's a lot of gaslighting that's going on they're they're totally being successful at not only targeting the general population but bitcoiners you see all these like straw man arguments where there's like all these false comparisons and you just see it all over like every argument against bitcoin is some kind of a false comparison and then we're like oh these things are related so therefore we can debate it but just just starting the arguments like uh, a lot of times just uh, false. And, you know, they target their concern. They target their rules. Um, if you have a rule, they just target it to whoever they don't like and they'll let it go for somebody else. Um, and the divide and conquer has really been successful. Even Bitcoiners are arguing about all these different topics right now when we should be focused on the money. And I think that's part of the reason why we're in this bear market is we kind of lost track. We lost focus on, on just uh, the one thing that needs to be fixed. Um, you know, in the media is not helping you guys, you were talking about the sovereign inter- individual and you're using uh, Wikipedia and Wikipedia can't be trusted either. Coinbase. I know we read the book. I, I know those quotes are in the book because <laughs> yeah. I've read them. <laughs> but, but, um, we have to figure out, I don't know what the answer is, but we have to figure out how to somehow ignore the gaslighting. You know, if, we, if Bitcoin can get back to its, uh, don't ask for permission ethos. I think that would serve us well instead of, you know, instead of compromising, instead of the sailors talking about ESG stuff, we should just say, I don't really accept your comparisons. Yeah, um, I, I, I think, again, you, you kind of have to pay attention to people's incentives, right? Like Cynthia Lummis wants Wyoming to benefit from Bitcoin businesses, right? So she's all about the Bitcoin bank from Catlin Long. Uh, sailor is concerned about obviously his stock price going up. He's so plugged into the legacy financial system. So that's what he fucking cares about. Okay. Um, and obviously he, he likes the benefits of Bitcoin, but is he a pleb taking self custody? I doubt that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that they're allies in some sense, but I think that specifically when the right to self custody, which by the way, shout out to Cynthia Lummis and Senator Gillibrand, they put this in the bill. And the reason that they put this in the bill is because they know that this is going to be something that the federal government will potentially attack, right? 
So, yeah, um, again, I think this is going to be a highly contentious issue, and I can't emphasize enough, guys, take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Uh, the environmental issue makes a lot of noise, but they have a very – the profit incentive is just too great. They have an uphill battle, but with this one, very, very different because the majority of people ah, – huh. It's okay. I have it on my Coinbase. Ah, oh, I have it on my Robinhood. I look. I am looking at the numbers, Nico. What are you talking about? A node? What is a node? What are you talking about? Like, why? It's so complicated. That's what you're gonna hear, right? Specifically in Western countries that have relatively stable financial systems. If you're in Venezuela or something, you say a uh, government wallet. They'll be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. But here. It's a totally different case. Anyways, Phil, it's time for The Daily Fail. Brought to you by Swan. Check them out, swanbitcoin.com. That's right. They've got automated Bitcoin savings plans, instant purchases. They've got an app coming out. It is a stacking website by fellow plebs. The best way to DCA. Do it today. The link is down below. All right, guys. So every weekend, we seem to be covering Solana and the fact that they had to restart the network right they had to restart the network three times they had another time where transactions oh wait that was all part of the same thing where transactions were stuck they had to restart the network recently we covered um we covered the fact that uh withdrawals were uh, withdrawals were frozen uh on the solana network the the, the solend protocol which is their their governance shitcoin. anyways anyways look this all sounds amazing right and you're thinking phil how how can i use this more right like how can how can i bring this more into my life this amazing technology that only works sometimes and that's why we're here we're here to bring you this so let's take a look at the future of your shitcoin. All right, we were tagged by noisy computers in this one, and this is a retweet from Watcher.Guru. Here we go. Solana has announced the launch of its own smartphone, Solana Mobile. That's right. So network outages, having to restart the entire quote-unquote blockchain, frozen withdrawals. This all sounds amazing. I want this as a phone. I mean, if that's what they did with the software, I can't imagine what the hardware is going to be like. Anyways, let's take a look at this ad. There's Dyson. Time for shit coins. Time for my phone to freeze while I'm using it. Middle of a 911 call. Wow. Wow. I'm excited. I, I am really, really excited by this. So look, you know, if you enjoyed the coverage that we've done about Solana and their network outages and all the problems that these shit coins have, because they are not actually doing what they claim they're doing. You know, if that interests you, do I have a phone for you? Anyways, um, as you could tell, there's a giant slash S at the end of that whole thing for sarcasm, because what the hell is this? Uh, Frito, before we dive into the rest of the uh, the fail, any uh, did you happen to see this one today? No. What 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 the hell is going on? <laughs> why why would you now, need dude. why would you need a special phone for uh, um, 
some sort of cryptocurrency. You, you're watching what I'm doing in, with this hand, but you're not watching what's happening with this one. With this one, I'm stealing your money, but with this hand, I'm showing you all kinds of fancy tech. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> this is Nigerian prince scam, maybe. Nico, I don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. Do we need a Bitcoin phone? Is is that what we're missing? No uh, innovation. Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin Core is releasing a Bitcoin phone. It's gonna be great. Um, run your own version of Bitcoin Core on your phone. <sighs> This is so weird. Don't you find this is like, this is all, you know what? This is almost no, as dude, it's what yeah. you say all the time, right? It's like, why does this have to be money? Why does your phone have to also be money? Like, it doesn't. That, that's just an excuse to try to get you to buy their shit. Like, oh my God, Solana has a phone. Does Bitcoin have a phone? No. But, but <laughs> that, right? this is how stupid they know that everybody is. Mm. That's how dumb and 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 you know I mean I've argued with some shitcoiners some some of them go on about the technology and they just don't understand the whole point of hard money and this commercial illustrates that I think very well because if you need a, if you need a phone right if if you're making a phone when the whole your whole premise was that you were quote unquote making decentralized money smart contracts whatever bullshit that they wrapped in if you have to do this, all it's telling me is you don't have a use case. You're about to go off a cliff and you've got nothing left. So now it's time to throw things at the wall to figure out what sticks so that you can pivot. Anyways, th this is just totally cringe and weird. Um, good luck to Solana with their phone. I hope your um, AI story writing software apparently that that's what you do i hope that that makes a wonderful phone with with um these uh shit coins you're always wondering like what's the use case of that shit coin they just like upped it another level they what's the use case of the phone now um but i was joking with Winekus the other day that you guys are going to do some kind of a fail and i'm not going to know what's going on <laughs> but that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was i mean look i couldn't believe that when we got tagged in that today i'm like all right i have to we, we have to cover this because this is just too ridiculous and stupid and this is a perfect illustration of they have no use case your, your money doesn't need to be a phone think about it like you yeah, have an nice. app on your phone that holds your money that phone this has money. Not, phone huh? money bro phone money phone money phone money phony Ooh. Oh, phony money. <laughs> phony money. All right, money. Okay, anyways. All what right, is the next on. fail? What is the next Speaking. fail? What, is, right. what, what, what steaming pile of coin shittery do you have for us today? Uh, okay, unfortunately, this is going to go back to something that Frito said earlier about um, Bitcoin. I failed. About, I'm sorry? I was the fail. No, 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 you weren't the fail. Fritos the fail. <laughs> Surprise, you, I'm putting up, no. I was gonna say I'm pulling up your tweet, but I'm not. Uh, essentially, it's interesting during bear markets, all of a sudden you get these really terrible takes from, from, from Bitcoiners, right? Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure that my take on this can be seen as terrible depending on what side of the fence you're on. But this alludes to what Frito said, that we should be discussing the real issues and not wasting our time on absolute nonsense. And this includes arguing about arbitrary shit about Bitcoin. Now, let's dive into this, because I have to say in 2018, 2019, I I was taken in by this and I was like, maybe they have something here. This is a tweet from Peter Todd. He's tweeted this type of stuff before. Okay, and so has Nick Carter. 
Okay, uh, Peter Todd, I don't know if he's still a uh, core developer or not. People can let me know in the in the show notes, but I, I do believe that at some point uh, he was a core developer or involved with it. Um, anyways, here's the tweet. The long-term plan for paying for security entire, entirely via transaction fees is nuts. And that was made June 23rd, and he was retweeting a tweet from the brains bitcoin mining tools account bitcoin transaction fees are hovering around two percent of mining revenue for most of june not bad for a bear market fair enough fair enough and you can see here the hat you know he's got a little screenshot of the hash rate the mining economics now so i saw this same type of thing back in 2018 2019 from from nick carter as well so here here's nick's here's nick's response right since it's a bear market, maybe I won't be yelled at because, yes, he has talked about this in the past. And, you know, the Bitcoin maximalists, we obviously don't really care to hear about perpetual inflation. Some options, thoughts, do nothing, bust the 21 million cap, create perpetual subsidy. Here we go. Recycle ancient coins into minor subsidy, create fee targeting by growing contracting block size. Okay. So this thing of the perpetual, this, this, um, concern trolling that I like to call because that that's what this is. I understand that. Listen, look, I, I get it right. Like Nick's a way smarter guy than me. He looks like Gomez Adams. I can't beat that. Okay. I just, I can't beat that. Right. He runs an awesome, he runs an awesome business. Coin metrics has provided incredible value to Bitcoin, which is why when an account like this puts out a narrative like this, it can be a little bit dangerous because Bitcoin has a hard cap. One of its main points is that hard cap. It's unfuckwithable. Okay, that is one of uh, that is that is one of the major things besides the decentralization and the censorship resistance. So. When I see big accounts like Peter Todd's and, and, and Nick Carter talk about the long term plan of paying for security via transaction fees is nuts. I, I, I got to call concern trolling on that, and I think it's really dangerous. Now. Here's a response from Steve Barber, OK, and who is Steve? We got to meet Steve, actually, at the Bitcoin 2022 conference. Oil, let's see, what, what, what's he doing over here? He is, what is it? He started at Upstream Data? Upstream. Yeah, we're there you Adam, go, CEO of Upstream. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. So he does mining for a living, you would say, right, Nico? He makes the, he makes the black box. He makes the black box and, and, and the huts, right? Yeah, so he makes the, the mining huts used to turn that excess natural gas into energy so that it could power Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin miners, that's what he does. That, that would seem like somebody who knows a lot about this. Anyways, so this was his response uh, to, to Nick's tweet. The concern trolling and fear mongering I've seen from you and Peter for years on this subject is disappointing. The subsidy does not secure shit. It funds the censor. Both of you are smarter than this noob fiat talk. And I, I do have to agree with him because this did confuse me back in 2018, 2019. I had started to think I had figured out Bitcoin. And then I saw this narrative in the bear market. Maybe we need to add a permanent subsidy. At one point, Peter Todd was talking about a permanent 2% inflation in Bitcoin. Why do we always need inflation? 
Anyways, anyways, there was another response to this, which I thought was pretty interesting, okay? Because the concerned trolls are concerned about something that is going to happen in the year 2140. And I thought that this response was pretty interesting. It's an account at underscore MWSW. If your argument is that block subsidy will be insufficient to incentivize mining for transaction fees, I'd love to know exactly what subsidy era you believe the deficiency sets in and why. Now, look, don't get me wrong. It's not that it's an argument against it, but it's the point of why are we concern trolling over something we don't actually know is going to be a problem. We don't. We have no clue. We've never had a hybrid digital asset like this. Why are we going to fix something that ain't broke? Anyways, so you would think to yourself, maybe, maybe Satoshi, you know, maybe this was discussed in 2010. Maybe this was discussed before today or before 2018 or before 2013. Well, if you thought that, You'd be correct. It was discussed. And so here we go. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's the Nakamoto.org Institute. Amazing stuff run by uh, Pierre and Bitstein. Used to be Daniel Krawitz, but he became a shit coiner. He gone. Anyways, um, here we go. Let's dive into this. This is a response, okay, about the required inflation, okay? If you're having trouble with the inflation issue, it's easy to tweak it for transaction fees instead. It's as simple as this. Let the output value from any transaction be one cent less than the input value. Either the client software automatically writes transactions for one cent more than the intended payment value, or it could come out of the payee side. The incentive value when a node finds a proof of work for a block could be the total of the fees in the block. Hold on, we're not done yet. We are not done yet. So, because of course, as I stated, this question was asked, it, not just once, right? This has come up again and again. This is a total concern trolling point. Here we go, February 14th. Oh wow, look at that, Valentine's Day. Fake, fake holiday, anyways. Is the fee enough to always ensure the profitability of running a node, even when Bitcoin generation stops being unprofitable? Oh, stops being unprofitable. How? So here we go. This is a response from Satoshi. Right. Otherwise, we couldn't have a finite limit of 21 million coins because there would always need to be some minimum reward for generating. In a few decades, when the reward gets too small, the transaction fee will become the main compensation for nodes. I'm sure that in 20 years, there will be either there will either be very large transaction volume or no volume. And this is the point. This is not up for debate. Okay. It's a, it's a monetary experiment. You can Nick, Nick and Peter, you can go fork some shitcoin off of Bitcoin and try your crap. Try your 2%. Um, I think grin does that already. That worked out really well. Anyways, look, I, I think that this is dangerous. It actually does more harm to noobs than it does good when they see these types of discussions, because all it does is introduce confusion. And the reason why I say this is because that's what it did to me when I was in 2018, 2019. I, I had just started to become Bitcoin only, and I started to see this narrative during the bear market. And I'm like, what? I'm like, aren't these Bitcoiners? And I just got confused. Obviously, it didn't last very long because I realized to me, it seemed like an attack 
And I had read through uh, other Bitcoiners' responses that had quoted previous tweets from these same people concern trolling the same thing. And then I found this information from the NakamotoInstitute.org and BitcoinTalk.org, where Satoshi had already addressed this. It's anyways, it's dangerous, but good luck trying to convince everybody who's running a node to download that inflationary Bitcoin, number one. So if anyone who is listening yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> like it, Bitcoin is it's it's built in a way, it's decentralized in a way, which is why the block wars were so important to keep Bitcoin its original block size. Its original block size makes the barrier to entry to running your own node lower, meaning it's less expensive, meaning more people could run their own nodes. Therefore, it's more decentralized. Right. So, yeah, good luck, Nick and Peter. OK, number one. Uh, number two. Um, if you look at Bitcoin's history, just look at its history. You don't have to take Nico's fill word for it. Bitcoin mining uh, reward gets cut in half every four years. But the revenue from miners is at an all-time high. So the amount, of, the amount of Bitcoin that they're mining is half what they were mining four years ago. But in terms of the fiat value, it's more. Um, so yeah, uh, I can, I, I continue to believe that will be higher as the time progresses. The, 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 uh, the having ensures a supply shock, um, and that, uh, makes the price go up. Corey had an amazing article, so give, give him a little bit of credit. He's making the argument that the having will have less and less of an effect as the time progresses. I, I would tend to agree with that as well, but so far, Right. Um, definitely the next having. I, I would like to believe that it will have an effect on the fiat mm -hmm. price. Um, and if it has an effect on the fiat price, right, um, the the value of Bitcoin goes up, the value of Bitcoin goes up, the miners are making more money. Yeah, the block size stays the same, but I think it was reported the other day that one Bitcoin transaction, dude, it had like it was a crazy number. And the amount of, in terms of its fiat value that was included in one block. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the amount of Bitcoin, the amount of transactions included in, in the block stays the same. But the amount that's transacted continues to go parabolic, right? And if it, that remains, which I believe that it will, then this whole subsidize the fucking mining rewards by making an inflationary currency out of Bitcoin is just freaking dog shit. And, yeah, dude, Peter, Nick... Make a fork, bro. Make a fork and convince the community, huh? Instead of just, you know, talking shit on Twitter. Anyways, maybe um, it was for engagement. Anyways, Frito 2X. What are your thoughts on this, my friend? Didn't Nick Carter try to do like a crypto hedge fund to, uh, he, a few he, years ago? Like totally, that, that kind of makes me skeptical I think a little he's bit. One Isn't it one Castle right Island Ventures? I think he is in one right now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so so he's it's got not, these other it's, it's interests, still here. and it's still here. And I think it's really dangerous to suggest changing Bitcoin. I mean, that that's uh, Bitcoin is is doing what it's supposed to do, and just I think there's an importance of ossifying base one, layer one, and uh, doing whatever you want on other layers. But I but I think that people really need to resist the urge to uh, encourage changing it. Um, and that that whole argument, like we don't know how much hash power we need now, much less you know decades into the future. Like the, the price just went down by more than three times and the hash power is up. So <laughs> we, we arguably had way too much hash power before, um, more than we needed. But um, 
And in the future, we don't know how easy it's going to be to run a node and, and people are going to be incentivized to do this easy thing and make money. So there's just all these different variables that, you know, they just say like a sentence that, that I, um, I, I don't know. I don't think people really think about all that much. Look, Bitcoin has been around for more than a decade and people are still trying to find something wrong with it and they haven't. And I, I would let go ahead, Phil. I was just going to say that they just keep trying to fix it. Yeah. They, they keep trying to fix it for nothing. I, I mean, really, the, this is the same narrative from him over and over again. Yep. They keep, trying, they keep trying to fix it. They keep trying to, you know, fix what ain't broken. We played you a video from Adam back and he literally said, I took four months looking into this. And what he, what he answered was very interesting. It's not that you couldn't tweak things here and there. It's that by tweaking things here and there, you would break something else. Right. So it's not that everything is ideal. It's that combined all these features, they're working the best that they can be, because if you would take one and you would add to the other, you would break another one. Right. So anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review brought to you by Citadel 21. They make the best Bitcoin cultural scene. Check out the artwork for volume 10. Artwork for Volume 2, Artwork for Volume 11. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. Volume 2 is almost sold out because there's only a 1,000 copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. Welcome to the Daily Meme Review. We review Bitcoin memes. The first one is brought to us by the legendary Greg Zag. TFW, you hit a stacking goal. <laughs> it's phil all right moving on next one by mr robot simply bitcoin how to explain shit coins to people shit coins <laughs> expectations this is absolutely hilarious next one by michael i'm not going to bed tonight until somebody explains to me where the yield comes from michael levin responding with a meme i'm going to make yield in crypto from lightning routing fees right from lightning routing fees it's the um, it's the Phantom Menace, yeah. Christian, the, the the guy that plays Anakin Skywalker and and the whatever. All right, next one by Barb's <laughs> and the 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 love interest in the Padme. There we go. Uh, central central bankers steal your life away, and this is crazy. This was an old dollar. The dollars, the dollars in gold coin. The certificate, this certificates that there have been deposited in the treasury. And then the money now, Federal Reserve note, $10, and it's not connected to anything. And here's the thing. You think this time's different. History has repeated itself over and over again. Sound money starts, and then slowly they start cutting corners. All right, next one by Bitcoin Mag. So I found this great crypto project. It's going to be the next Bitcoin blocked. <laughs> um, Sun Tzu is now back in Singapore working with a law firm specializing in white collar. And this is the three arrows capital. And it's making fun of Bernie Sanders. I am once again asking for your unsecured loan, please. That's so funny. Um, oh, I had a repeat. All right, last one by Jose. When hyper Bitcoinization hits, wives want it. <laughs> All right, for those awesome memes, I'm going to give a very special score of this electrical tape. But not only is it electrical tape, it could withstand negative 10 degrees Celsius to 90 degrees Celsius. Wow. This is the real deal. Phil, what would you give those memes? That is some proper electrical tape. You know mm. what? For those memes, I'm going to give them a very special score of... Go... 
Carl Jung's The Red Book. Ooh, very interesting. For the people that know, they know. They know. Uh, Frito, 2X. What would you give those memes? My favorite was Phil's O-Face because it made me laugh. But um, I've got a a ball-bearing keychain. You can keep your physical keys on it, and you can protect your private keys with it. (laughs) Isn't that that called like like a monkey fist or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a keychain if they ask. Yeah. Just a keychain. <laughs> okay. Very cool, supposedly. All right, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree. Let us know down in the comments section. Make sure to join our awesome Telegram group. It's a party in there. The link is down below. And make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. Anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, CypherSafe.io. I'm not using paper. Nico's not using paper. I don't think Frito is either. We are storing our seeds in the steel. That's right. Check them out. This is the Cypher wheel or store your seed in the Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire and the grid also comes with a punch tool. Punch tool. All right, we've got Zeus LN version 0.6.5. It's actually release candidate four. They got some good little updates in there by Evan Kalutis. The link is down below in the show notes. Guys, you know the deal. Rain or shine, we post. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome clothing sponsor, ReprezentLTD.com. Phil and I wear the merch every single day. He's coming out with Simply Bitcoin merch. He has Bitcoin merch. Phil wears the hoodie all the time. It's comfortable. It's stylish. It's the best. Check out ReprezentLTD.com, and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off. I also want to give a special shout-out to the legendary pirate Beach Bum. Check out his writings, Bear Market Diaries. If this is your first bear market, you definitely want to go check out some of those interviews. He just interviewed the Space Cat. Hot a lot. I also want to give a special, special, special shout-out to our awesome guest and friend, Frito2x. Thank you for coming on the show. We will link down his podcast down in the link description. Phil is going to remember. And, guys, that was the show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. And, of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea play perspective and the catastrophic fails from the same exact perspective, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. We're going to enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode. Quoting our awesome guest, we need to get away from normalizing counterparty control. 